A few months ago, your vestry and clergy spent some time doing some serious reflection on what has been important in our lives throughout the past year and a half. If you've not yet read Father Steve's window article for this month's newsletter, I encourage you to do so as it goes deeper into this process. And it's true that I've said never waste a pandemic more times than I can count because we are changed. We are not going back to normal unless we choose to pull a blindfold over our eyes and pretend that nothing has really changed around us. But if we take up this moment and we answer the call upon our lives at this time, we may begin to see invitations to grow and change all around us. And when we do so faithfully, it will draw us closer to God. The thing about the faith that we share is that it's not really one that lets you pull blindfolds back over your eyes. Time and time again, Christ chose to see those who are hurting, those who are overlooked by others. He chose to act and to change those things. Christ models that our faith motivates us to see and our seeing motivates us to act. And what we hear in today's gospel is that this doesn't necessarily mean that it will be an easy and joyful path. In our lesson from Mark, Jesus returns to his hometown with his disciples and begins to teach on the Sabbath. And the reaction is less than enthused. Critiques begin to fly about his validity, his class, his work, his birth, his family. And Jesus offers the few healings that he could, despite his acknowledgement that prophets are never appreciated in their hometown. After this intense rejection from the people that watched him toddle around and then grow into a man, Jesus sends out the disciples, instructing them to carry nothing except the bare minimum so that they could spend their life and work accepting hospitality from strangers. It's important to note here that Jesus doesn't send his disciples out after a big meal or a fancy reception, but he sends them out after he models some uncomfortable parts of discipleship. He literally showed them what it looks like to face cruel rejection, to shake the dust off your feet and to move on. All the while continuing to rely on hospitality of strangers. Jesus knew that God tends to call us to uncomfortable places. And he sets the stage for the disciples directly before they are sent out, equipping them to be comfortable in the discomfort. I wonder if when we collectively hear this gospel account read, who we imagine our church being. Do we see ourselves as the disciples being tasked to go out into the world to spread the good news of God and Christ? I hope so. Discipleship is a long and complex journey that will take all of us the whole of our lives. And we can only do it together. 
But I also wonder if we can see ourselves as the group who hurled critiques and questions and mocked the Christ. And in a bizarre way, I hope so too. Not because I see that in you, in these pews, in this church family, but because, my friends, we will mess up. We will get it wrong. And if the account of the gospel of Jesus Christ only makes us feel comfortable, I want us to ask ourselves, is that because we've got it all figured out or because we've instead molded the gospel to fit our own life and preferences? It is vital, I believe, to remember that God calls us to uncomfortable places. Sometimes that means that we acknowledge where we are wrong, where we have room to grow, where we can do better at following Jesus. There will be times when we are like the disciples going out to do the work we have been given to do, times when we are called to uncomfortable places and receive radical hospitality, times when we must shake the dust off our feet and move on. And unfortunately, because we are human and sin is very real, there will be times when our own words, our own actions, our own beliefs will create that uncomfortable space for those who are loved by God. This week, I was called to an uncomfortable place as I watched videos of indigenous peoples of Canada take a long walk home. The event was held in cities across Canada this weekend in response to the vast number of unmarked mass graves of indigenous children. These graves were found at residential schools where children were taken from their families and attempted to separate them from their indigenous way of life. The numbers are horrific. The numbers are horrific, as are the stories of those who survived these church-funded schools that sought to, quote, kill the Indian and save the man. The numbers of skeletons found in these graves is climbing and near a thousand. One thousand young souls taken, lost, and dead. And while these Catholic-funded schools in, are in Canada, it's not just those types of schools in Canada. They existed in our own country, and some of them were funded by the Episcopal Church. Investigations are yet to begin, but the premise of these types of schools alone is something of which we ought to collectively repent. This week, as I watched a video of a survivor of these schools talk violently about their anger toward the Christian church, talk about all the ways the things done in the name of Christ were used to torture them and their families, I felt called to an uncomfortable place. I love the church. I know that I am a better person because of my faith and because every day I choose to be a Christian. But even within me, I felt the sense of defense. Not, it's not all churches. 
And we're, we're doing it right. I wanted to distance myself from the horrors that the Christian faith has enacted on indigenous folk. But because of today's gospel, I knew that I couldn't. I knew that I had to witness the grief and the pain and to listen to the stories that I would rather not hear because this was an uncomfortable place to which God was calling me. My friends, I truly and wholeheartedly believe that the gospel is good news. But there is not a single bone in my body that believes that it is easy news. It requires us to go to uncomfortable places. It requires us to lean into the hospitality from strangers. It requires us to name, confess, and repent of our sins, collective and individual. And then it requires us to move. Because the call of the gospel, as theologian and writer Debbie Thomas put it, the call of the gospel is not to stand still. Not in the face of grand atrocities or even in minor inconveniences. God is calling us to uncomfortable places where we may well be rejected. Where we might have to see the ways that we have failed. Where we will have to push into our own growth and change. Now, I can't tell you what this will look like. Not for you, not for us, not even for myself. But I know that to share the good news of God and Christ, which we are told to do by Christ himself, we must not fool ourselves into thinking that we will always get it right. We must not choose to stand still. Rather, it's our task, the task of our faith, to answer God's calling to these uncomfortable places, to go out as Jesus commanded his disciples. We must be willing to admit where we get it wrong in order to get it right more often. Today, my prayer is that we will be willing to be vulnerable enough to be rejected like Christ. That we will be able to see opportunities to go out into this world like the disciples, and that we will have the courage to answer God's call to those uncomfortable places. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen.